Hello and thank you for listening to episode 319 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our Soundcheck interview shows. And in this one I chat with Attic Theory vocalist Lewis Wright all about the band's new EP, The Sign of an Active Mind, which was released on November the 27th. This show is also available on our YouTube channel, so please go over there and subscribe. Lots of other interview shows on there as well as some other stuff. But you lucky, lucky people who are listening to the audio show, you get to hear two songs from the new EP as well, beginning with this one, the opening track, Marionette.
All right, Lou, thank you for joining me. Uh, we swapped emails uh, through this year since I last saw you, which we'll get into in a little bit. For thanks for giving me some time tonight, mate. It's good to good to have a chat with you and good to see you on the video show as well. It's good to see you, John. Nice, nice. Thanks for having me. It's uh, Things have changed a bit. I mean, I saw you in Liverpool in January um, at Jimmy's in Liverpool. Great gig, by the way. And and to start off with, again, and we talked about this before we started recording, but again, regular listeners know, I only record with people, you know, his music or films or whatever, I really enjoy. So already listeners, you know, I really love this band, <laughs> and especially your new EP <laughs> that we're going to get into as well. I've been playing it loud again today. But here's a really big compliment for you, mate, to begin with. I went to that gig in Jimmy's at the beginning of the year with my daughter, who was 22 just last month, and the gigs that she went to before were the likes of well, Little Mix was one that I can remember <laughs> and other bands and you guys come on because you were on first and then you finished and she yeah. turned to me and she went I really like them <laughs> so, <laughs> you've got whole new like Little Mix audience and whatever that you know, haven't discovered you yet mate so you need to get all them in as well <laughs> yeah I think it's with us though it's because uh, uh, thank you I'm glad she enjoyed it and uh, happy birthday to her um, but we, uh, we, we, we consider ourselves a live band. To be mm. honest, we we really enjoy um, performing, and you know that's one of the things that we thrive from. And you know, and we like to get audience reactions. And obviously now I can't, but at the time I could sort of wander around the audience, get involved, and that's what I like to see. And that's what you know. I'd, if I went to a show, I'd, I'd expect a sort of similar thing. You know, someone to interact with me, you know, have a laugh. And that's the main thing. You've put, you know, people have paid to go and uh, see a show. We're putting on a show, isn't yeah. it? You know, and you, you want to, you know, uh, not go on greatest showman or anything like that, but that's what you want. You, you know, you want to make, make it the greatest <laughs> show in the world. You want to kind of, um, you know, uh, I want people to leave and be like, as, as you said, like, you want people to leave and be like, wow, that was brilliant. Mm. And again, it's boring for me if I just stand there. <laughs> 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 so. Well, that was one of the first things that I picked up on as soon as you come on stage, because you were new to me. I, you know, I hadn't heard any of your songs. I hadn't heard of the band. Mm. You were the, you know, the first band on. I was like, fuck me, these, these are really good. You blew me away as a front man as well, because not only have you got a great Thank voice, you. which again is always really important to me. And I can understand what you're singing, because me being an old git, I don't, you know, I like to know what yeah. people are singing, <laughs> which is always good. But it was the whole energy of the band and you in particular as the front man, uh, with just, you know, holding the audience and really getting, quite literally getting in the audience and getting everybody involved so as well as the audience having a really good time it's quite obvious you were having a great time too yeah yeah i do as i say i really 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 like playing live that's one of the things in in, in lockdown that i miss um but it's it's one of those things it's you i like to write my band the, the guys themselves you know um the guys you know the guitarist bass player drummer you know they all they all love playing live and, and one of the things is I think they they feed off if, if I'm getting a good reaction from the audience they start to react as well in, in which they're already performing anyway in their own in their own little worlds and stuff but if they start to interact with the audience as well if I if I get the right act, uh, sort of reaction yeah. um, so I'm kind of like a uh, you know a, te a tester really to, <laughs> to, to see uh, how the audience are going to react to me in their face and then obviously one I've broken that, you know, barrier. I think they feel a lot more comfortable and kind of join me as well. So yeah, yeah, I think we are definitely a live band. Like we, we love playing live. And an attic theory, like a lot of bands as well, 
were formed from different bands, weren't they? Your journey is like a lot of yeah. other new bands as well. Just for the for the listeners as well, can you just give them just a, a very quick history of how Attic Theory came to be? You know what you are today. Yeah, um, well, uh, Peter and myself were in a, another band called Matchstick Men, and we decided it was time to to call it a day. We wanted to do something new. Uh, all the members, you know, kind of left, and you know, original members, and we were just at some point where we were like, should we just, should we just like jib this off? And uh, we had a record deal as well for the holier than now records. And um, the way I look at things, you know, no disrespect to any of uh, them or anything like that, but we were like, we just, we just need to start again. We just need, you know, we need to cut ties with it, you know, everything basically, and just start again. Um, so we we decided to do that. We got uh, Tim was band was sort of also sort of ending as well so we ended up um you know getting tim in who's up there one of the guitarists and then um he sort of fell into place from them tim then got kenny in and then kenny got matt in and then we've got uh we're now a six piece as well so uh, <laughs> we've got a, another person in but again it's uh, we've got matt lawler in but it's yeah it's it's one of them it was i think we were all just fed up with the previous things that we were doing and we wanted to try something new and this seems to be sort of the the, the direction that we all kind of um, want to go in um, it's our own we've got our own signature now and you know we, it's only made up of the six of us the only reason that we sound like we do is because of each and every one of us um, I think and it's uh, a lot of bands can't really say that you know a lot of people just have uh, you know the, the sort of main front man writing all the songs but I'm not that type of person you know I, I prefer you know I write all the lyrics but I'm not I don't want to completely dictate what everybody does because, you know, you don't get any originality from them. If I just start barking orders at everything they do, yeah. it's it's not going to work, is it? You know, it's, it's kind of, you want the, uh, you want originality. You, you don't want to sound like anyone else. You know, there's already a Guns N' Roses out there. There's already an ACDC. I don't want to sound like either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sound like Attic Theory. So it was to the point where we started some fresh. And yeah, I don't think we, uh, I think with, with our signature, we, we don't sound like anyone else. And, I always think that's a big thing and quite an arrogant thing to say, but it's also true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, until people hear the songs, you know, they, they, they can't, people, you know, they, if they haven't, obviously they've heard one of the songs before, but they, they might not, you know, a lot of the time they, people think it, it is, it's quite a big, you know, bold statement to make, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do believe it's true. And, um, and I've never been in a band that I've been able to say that either. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love the description of your music on your social media of alternative sexy groove rock. <laughs> when I saw you before and I went to your social media and I saw that, I thought, yeah, that's that's just a perfect way of, of putting it. That drew me in straight away. When you read something like that, you think, I've got to listen to this band. Yeah, that's the thing. We, could, we couldn't um, we couldn't think of genre. We couldn't be like, oh, we sound like this. So so we made our own. That was... <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we that's what we did, um, but yeah, it's it's more it, it it works even better now because we were a sex tech with mm. six of us. The sexy kind of works, um, <laughs> you know. We put the sex uh, the sex in sex tech, so you know it kind of um, yeah. I, I think it's it, it 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 is one of those things where we we couldn't define what we sound like. We couldn't we couldn't pinpoint it. So we one one of my philosophies is if it doesn't groove, we don't play it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's sort of what, where the groove rock thing came from. You've got to be able to move to the songs. You've got to be able to dance to the songs. Yeah. You, you know, even, you know, bob your head away, even if, you know, you're not paying attention, it automatically, like, you know, brings you in. But again, like we said, with live stuff, you don't want to, um, 
you know, you don't want to just stand there doing nothing. You want to be able to have a dance. You know, you've gone there to have a beer, you've gone there to have fun. And, you know, I, I want our songs, you know, and our songs do do that. So that's, that's the reason that's for the groove rock because we just, you know, if it doesn't groove, we don't play it. That's, so. a, that's <laughs> a good philosophy to keep as well, that one is. Yeah. And it's been such, I mean, the year started great for you. Like I said, it was a cracking gig when I saw you back in January. February, mm. Planet Rock, best new band. Congratulations, <laughs> belated congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, that one was a bit of shock, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we did, we did, we've got quite loyal fans and um, we, you know, we ask them to vote for us. We make, we make silly videos as well. And um, mm. one of the things that um, we do on our Facebook, you know, we try and have a laugh all the time. We don't want to just be really, really serious all the time because people don't want that. You know, at the moment, especially in lockdown, it, it's, you know, everyone's already, you know, everyone's mental health is affected. Just want a bit of a laugh. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to see people moaning all the time. But um, that, that's what it is. Yeah. So when when that came along, before, obviously before all the madness happened, it was it was it was quite a shock. <laughs> like my uh, my future my future wife um, Kelly, she came in the room, couldn't speak, and was like holding the phone at me, like going, uh, uh, uh. I was like, "What's wrong?" She was like, um, "You've won this." I was like, "No, what?" <laughs> and uh, yeah, it turned out we did because, as I said before, like our fans are quite are quite good. If we ask them to vote for something, they'll they'll do it. And like, especially with something that was was. Um, you know, over that amount of time, because mm-hmm. that we've had a good few weeks to vote. Um, you know, it, it take a little bit of pushing, but people would end up going, "Oh, I, I suppose so. I'll do that now." And it, it must have paid off. So, well, it did yeah. pay off. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. How did you celebrate? You don't put, um, I, I, I can't even. I thought I was going to faint. To be honest, um, <laughs> we had a few beers and that, had, um, but we it was one of them. We just we all went to rehearsals, and where we used to rehearse, there was there's a bar below it. So we all just kind of like had a beer and just looked at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like really, really shocked. Really like, wow, what the fuck? You know, so yeah, it was, it's good. Like, as I say, it's, you know, there is loads of new bands out there, you know, but, you know, and they, des- you know, they, they may deserve it next year, but unfortunately, you know, um, we won this year. So <laughs> uh, we, we do think it was a, uh, we do think it was something, you know, um, obviously there's uh, Avengers where Thanos snapped his fingers. Well, we think that, well, I think that Thanos was uh, watching and uh, we won Planet Rock and he was like, I've had, I've had enough of this. And uh, obviously he snapped his fingers and uh, made the world go mad. So I reckon, you know, COVID's our fault. <laughs> yeah. Now we know where it started. That's it now. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, Thanos, it was the, ne- the next month, wasn't it, after that happening? The very next month, mm. when you guys could have been, you know, out on the road and riding high from all of this, live mm. gigs were taken away from you. So, I mean, it, it must have been, as it has been for all bands, just such a frustrating summer for you. And well, and autumn and going into winter. Yeah, it, it's been it's been mental to be honest. Because normally, what you, well, especially with the EP, we'd normally tour the record. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know that's what we've done in previous bands, you know, and things like that. And you'd, you'd, you'd automatically release something and then tour it. Um, yeah, it's been a bit weird. It's been a bit um, of a strange one, to be honest. But at the end of the day, it's, it's all like in all things in life, you've got, you've got to adapt to it. You know, I, I have another sort of philosophy where I, I always hit the ground running. Something happens, you know, I could pick myself up, um, carry on, you know, mm-hmm. dust off my knees and, and uh, carry on. It's, it's one of them. It's, you know, if you're going to, you know, sort of dwell on the negativity of the world, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not, you know, I mean, you know, you're not even going to get out of bed. 
So it's got to the point where, you know, um, I just, I think that, you know, we've had to adapt to new marketing ways and new means of, you know, communicating to people. And like Zoom is the perfect example. We did um, like Zoom games and Zoom, you know, like we did a murder mystery night for the fans. <laughs> uh, I dressed up like a woman uh, because no one else would do it. Um, the guys think it was just secretly I wanted to, but they, uh, <laughs> they, they uh, yeah, no one else would do it. So I had to be the sort of, you know, Marilyn Monroe sort of, um, well, sort of like 50s, you know, um, dapper sort of dress and all this. And it was, um, yeah, it, it, you know, things like that. We entertain people by doing that. We had a board game night in different ways. And not everything we were doing in lockdown was to do with music, but it's, yeah. it's one of those things. It, it is quite a, a difficult thing when, you know, the whole reason why you do this is to to make music and to play live. But at the end of the day, once your fans are engaged, sometimes they don't want to hear it. They want to just have a laugh with you or, you know, have a com- actual conversation, um, yeah. which I really, really like. I, I think that's like actually a part of the, you know, when I thought when I was a kid getting into their music, I never thought I'd be like, oh, do you know what I'm going to really enjoy? Actually talking to people and talking to the fans. <laughs> I never thought that would be like a, you know, you just think of this rock star dream. And for me, it's no, I enjoy like actually getting to meet people. That's one of the things for me. And that is one of the things that I miss mainly from, from not touring and you know, not promoting the release that way. It's because I'm not, I don't get to meet new people. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly as my, as my partner would say. <laughs> <laughs> so well, It is one of the good things about Zoom and everything else that you could keep in touch with the fans, do shows like this and, you know, help promote them with the new EP and everything. Yeah. I know when I wrote the review of the gig in January, a couple of the things that I put was um, there's a new EP in the pipeline. Can't wait to hear it. And I'm hoping to have an interview show with you in the future. So we're having this now. I've listened to the EP, yeah. like I said, loads of times. And again, six tracks. I, I really love every track on it. I, and quite seriously, there's, <laughs> there's none I thought, oh, I'm not so sure about this one. Everyone. Uh, right from the off with Marionette, I thought, fuck me, this is so good. <laughs> Crank it out. It just kept going all the way through it. Um, what was what was the creation process to put this EP together? Because it's, you know, I said there, were, there was talk of it at the beginning of the year and finally it came out. It was Friday, last Friday. Was it the 27th as we recorded it came out? Yeah. Yeah. It was. So yeah. What's, what's it been like putting it all together? Um, a bit, a strange in, in lockdown, um, but weirdly easier. Um Obviously, at first, the studio was closed. So, you know, we'd started mm. recording it already. And um, we had to obviously put that on hold. So, you know, we, we were, we'd were we already had the studio time um, booked in. So we were waiting, basically waiting for, you know, to get the, the, the green light to go back in. As soon as we got the green light, um, the Moose Museum, wonderful place to record, absolutely a fabulous place to record. And, you know, uh, Loic, the orange uh, producer and engineer, was you know, he's, he's a great guy. He got, got back to us and he was saying, um, there's obviously um, restrictions with regards to, the, you know, so, uh, social distancing. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was weirdly, weirdly productive. Um, why I mean by that is we, we normally would all go in, we'd all sit around together, we'd all listen to our all parts, you know, we'd all, you know, start putting our 10 pence worth in about who's doing what and what, you know, oh, do I like that guitar line? Ooh, whatever. Um, but what we did this time was everybody was prepared before they went in. And we all went in one at a time. So everybody went in one at a time and recorded their parts. So I, you know, a lot of them, uh, we, we, we did like a buddy system because someone waited in the, like, a, you know, like in, in the green room sort of thing. Yeah. And then we'd, you know, sort of socially distance, like tag and go in. And you'd, you'd um, 
Yeah, so it, it was the most productive work I've ever done in the studio, to be honest. Because, and you know, we, we normally you'd you'd spend ages messing around, or you'd start, you know, like trying different effects all the time. And we still did some of that, but we also um, already knew what we wanted to do. So yeah. we were, we'd already done quite a lot of pre-production uh, individually and as a group. And um, yeah, so we were quite prepared when we went in. And, and it, but it wasn't, it was quite a strange strange thing to do like you know like as in when you're used to doing it as a group or anything like that you, you're all of a sudden on your own and other guys gonna like this so i think it, it kind of spawned you on to do you know the the sort of best you could because there was no going back basically if you know if it was if it was rubbish you'd have to do it again but then obviously that costs more money yeah so you've kind of got to go um okay uh i'm gonna do this the guys will probably like this um you know and that that's how it went and Thankfully, it all seemed, you know, to, to sort of fit perfectly together. And it was, it, 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 that was a good process, to be honest. It was, as I say, it was quite different, but the rest of it has kind of fallen into place as well. It's, you know, um, you know, had a lot of time to, to write as well. And, you know, we've, we've already written the album. Um, so we're just waiting to record that now. Uh, so the album's written. So uh, we've got a couple of tweaks to do, but, yeah. the, you know, the, the sort of staple of the song and, is, is is pretty much done on all of them so yeah is there any tentative plan i know the ep's only just come out but is there any tentative plan mm. for when the album's going to come out uh well i'm hoping it'll be um mid next year um hopefully well obviously we'll have a single out well before then yeah yeah um but we're but we're we're gonna try and we're gonna try and get it done by hopefully by may so we because we have a distribution deal with a company called nova mm-hmm. and we have to now the way things are is and we have to, because we made our own record label in the end, um, just rather than, than be with the label, we decided to just do it ourselves. So um, we made the label, and um, because we've done this, we, we managed to secure a distribution deal. And what they do is, in, in a good way, it keeps us together, to be honest, rather than just, uh, you know, not, you know, just going, oh, we'll release it whenever. Uh, we scheduled it to May next year, so that's when, that's when it's penciled in uh, for them. Because otherwise, if we, I think as well, if we didn't have a distribution deal or, you know, pushing it in the direction and somebody going, now, come on, you need to do this. Um, you, you know, you just end up going, oh, I'll release it soon. Yeah. Fine. It's kind of given us a bit of a, a kick up the arse, to be honest. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah I'm so looking planning forward. to go back it. Sorry. I'm looking forward to that already then. Now that's, you know, yeah. more, more new music. Well, not... We're going to start, rec- yeah, we're going to start recording it in January, I think. Um, so that's, uh, we are going, it's going to be out in May, but we're going back into the studio pretty soon as well. So it's uh, as soon as Christmas is out of the way, that's it's studio for us, to be honest. Because if we can't play live, we might as well focus on the recording. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, I love the production on the EP as well. It You know, it hits everything oh. that I like. You know, it's it, your vocals are there, nice and clear, nice and powerful. Uh, you know, the drum sound, the, the crunching guitars, the, you know, the bass, everything is just how I how I like it, how I like my rock music was was all there. It's not muddy, uh, and it's you know again, the louder you turn it up, the better it sounds. It's one of those EPs, just like really, really crank it up as well. <laughs> as well, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's brilliant. We've um, we put a lot of um, layers in it as well. Mm. Um, there's lots of percussion. Uh, that's why Marionette. Um, is, oh, yeah. If you if you have that quite loud, you'll be able to hear. Uh, we made them quite loud anyway, but. You can hear all of the percussion that Matt's put on it. Um, it's just to give it, you know, a, a, it just sort of to, to thicken the sound. And the same with the guitars. That's why we decided to do a six-piece, to be honest. 
um, we thought, well, if, you know, we layer guitars in the studio anyway, because um, we thought, well, what's the point of, um, you know, layering all these guitars when it's going to sound a little bit empty live? Mm. So that's why we got um, Lawler in, because we were just like, well, if you can get someone else in and they can play that guitar, we'll sound the same. <laughs> so that's, that was the sort of um, thinking behind, the method behind the madness. But um, Lawler came on tour with us last year because he was um, Kenny, South African, and was unable to do the uh, European leg of the tour. So Lawler stood in for him. And he became like, a, he was a workhorse and mm-hmm. he, we, he ended up becoming an integral part of the team. So when we came back, we, we obviously asked him to join the band, but obviously playing guitar because he is a guitarist yeah. but, uh, mainly. So yeah, and it was, um, it's, it, it's all fitted in perfectly. It, he, he plays um, drop A. So he play, he adds the, the sort of chunk to the mm-hmm. um, the whole thing where the other two can uh, you know, do a little bit more of whittling, as, <laughs> you know, in uh, solos and, hot, uh, you know, sort of guitar harmonies. So it's, yeah, it's, it, it's so we sound big live. Again, like we were talking about before, it's, it's all about live. Mm-hmm. It's all about what, how would we sound live with doing this? Yeah. And it, it means that we can possibly sound the same, which is, for me, is good. And, you know, it's got yeah. a professional tweak to it then, you know, people will come and see us live, hopefully, and, uh, and you know, be like, wow, that sounds pretty much the same. I yeah. don't want it to sound exactly the same because you might as well sit at home then. <laughs> but um, at least, uh, at least it'll sound big. That's yeah. the main thing yeah. to me: big and loud. You know, loud, big, and you know, people can you know rock out to it. That's what you you sort of want, don't you? When you yeah. go to a live show. So again, like again, even when with the the EP and the recordings, we're still thinking about what how it's going to you know come across live. So oh yeah, I can't wait to listen to them live and you know and see you guys live again. <laughs> it'll be great to great to see and to you know hear all the new music live as well. You know what it's like when you get a new EP or you get a new album. And, you know, you, you do this from your kid, oh, what's your favourite track off it and all of this, and there's ones that hit you. I was, it was really hard for me to pick, oh, which one's my favourite? I mean, Marionette really kicks off. Brilliant first track. It was like, why wow, it really hits you in the face. I love that one. I think for me it's between Marionette and Your Light, which are two quite very different songs as well, aren't they? <laughs> and uh, which, which you've got a video for as well. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things with... Um, with See, I, I've got, I haven't got a personal favourite because they're like six of my babies yeah, at the yeah, moment, yeah. to be honest. I, uh, you know, at the moment, I just, because it's our first release, I've got a, um, a, like a sort of, I've got a personal sort of it's attachment to your light though, because obviously I wrote, I wrote it about my partner and it's, hmm. it's, for me, it's, you know, it's about, you know, um, when she, you know, she's not feeling great or she's not feeling, uh, you know, um, you know, a hundred percent or whatever. It's, you know, I'm there for her, you know, and, um, you know, I've got my own problems, but you know, if she needs me, I'm there at the drop of a hat is the sort of, you know, the, the, the premise behind the song. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, that's why it's, let me be your light. It's, you know, even on our darkest days, I'm there to, you know, to shine the light, to help her through them. And that's what the song's about. And mm-hmm. for me, I've got a really big personal connection with that song. So I'd say that could be one of my favorites, but uh, yeah, Marionette is quite a funny one. We actually wrote that as an um, an intro song. That's oh. that's um, not for the for the EP when we did it live. We um, yeah, we wrote it to be the first song of a set. That's where that came up, and then we came up with you know that's how we 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 worked on the song. We wrote how if we were to go to a show yeah. again with the whole live thing, what would we do? And that's what we did with Marionette. We we made that uh, the 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 sort of um, the intro song. 
and that's how that's why we tried kind of it's so big because we uh, we wrote it from the point of view of if he was to go to a show and it went like this oh yeah yeah like that sort of so. <laughs> that's that's a storming yeah. way to kick off the gig with that song that was I mean instantly yeah. that's going to get everybody up on up and going aren't they you can't yeah. you can't st- sit still with that playing <laughs> no you've got no chance whatsoever so how, how is the song you, know, you said you've got the songs already for the for the album as well so you were just saying about that yeah, with, yeah. with your light being so personal and drawing on personal stuff how how do you put your songs mm. together with because you, you put all the lyrics together do you draw is it from here or there do you walk around with a little notebook or what? what's your way of, of putting songs together lyrically um well there's, I have I have quite a few different methods to be honest. I I do have the one where I'll um, I'll hear a phrase or you know something like that, and I'll just put it in little notes on my phone. Um, but then yeah, it's it's more that a lot of the, the way we write the songs is I kind of have an idea of a um, a lot of the time to be honest, it's when someone's really pissed me off. They're not they're <laughs> like in my uh, on the on the list. Like you're on the fucking list. So like. Um, <laughs> Basically, yeah, a lot of it, uh, a lot of the songs are, are focused on me being a, a bit pissed off. So it's, um, I just kind of, you know, I, I look at things. I take a little step back sometimes when I write lyrics. I like to, I like to have a meaning and an idea for something, but then I like to, you know, step out of out of the situation and be like, okay, that's me then. How would I deal with that now? So I write it like in a lot of in hindsight. Yeah. So and that's why a lot of the songs are. Um, you know, it might not. It might not have been how I'm feeling at the time. So I mean, it's it's about a lot of them. That's why I like to look at it. I like to reflect on a lot of the songs, and I like that to kind of come across me when I'm trying to, you know, write the lyrics. But a lot of it is just phrases. Someone will say something cool, and I'll be like, "Oh, I like that," you know, and I'll write it down, and that'll spawn like um, you know, an idea for a hook or a title. Um, a lot of the a lot of the um, the music is all, at the moment is written by um, Tim and Peter. And um, what happens with that is uh, Tim or Peter will come up with a a, ri- a riff or you know some sort of you know the Peter writes the songs uh, or his songs and he when he writes his part sorry he writes the whole song so I'll get a verse and a chorus you know the whole thing. Um, what will happen is he'll send it over to me. I'll say right, give me a couple of days. I'll lock myself away basically with my headphones on and I'll listen to that constantly, constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back by the time we get to rehearsals and everyone else has heard it. They've already heard my ideas because I'll record it on my computer. I'll um, send it over back to them and they'll, um, you know, we'll get a rough idea of what's going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of the way we work's already been digital as well. You know, we, we always did, yeah. we did this before lockdown. Um, I, I haven't written any of those songs, I don't think, sitting in the same room as them. You know, you know, when you yeah. see the old school way people would be like around the campfire, let's get an acoustic and do this. None of that with this, to be honest. It's all digital. <laughs> so it's all like, here you go, here's a song. But it, it doesn't necessarily mean everything that Tim or Peter will send to me, it, you know, gets to be played, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if I can't, if I can't sing to it in 10 seconds, um, you know, like, like the chorus, I'll, I'll get them to send me the choruses first. If I can't send to it in 10 seconds, they either rewrite it or we, we don't play it. Yeah. Because it, it's got to be hooky straight away. All of those songs on the EP, um, I've sung, I've been able to sing to in 10 seconds. Wow. So that's what it is. It's all about the hook. Yeah. I think. And yeah, same with the stuff on the album. Um, 
if it hasn't, if it's not hooky I mean, and doesn't groove, we we don't play it. Um, I've I've on the album I've ventured into a few topics that I've never ventured into before. So hopefully people will um, enjoy that. <laughs> What did, yeah, what were you listening? Without too many spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what were you listening to yeah. then, growing up? You know, what what were your big bands as you were growing up, and you first got into music? Um, for me, I've my was oh, my favorite bands are like all grunge bands. To be honest, uh, I was I grew up to like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Mudhoney, Sonic Youth, Nirvana. Um, you know, all the sort of Seattle sound. But one of my ultimate favorite bands is a band called Candlebox. Um, they are like my. They are absolutely amazing. Uh, they got labelled as a, as a Seattle band, but they're not. They're just a. They're just a rock band. They just. They don't. Yeah. You know. They sound for me. They've got more of a blues influence in the, in the guitars and, um, Kev Martin's voice is more similar to, um, Robert Plant than it is to, um, you know Eddie Vedder, and it's. And they're one of my favourite bands. And another one that I love is um. One of my favorite albums of all time. If anyone ever asks me this question, I this is what I'll say: um, it's "Purple" by Stone Temple Pilots. I think that's one of the uh, most the most beautifully written albums of all time. It is absolutely amazing. Every single song is is amazing. I've never skipped that album ever. You know, like it's one of those albums I'll always listen front to back yeah. since even since 1994. You know, it's something that I'll you know I'll listen to it. It's just a stunning piece of work. And it's them. Scott Weiland is a big influence of mine. Um, he was, you know, he was like a chameleon with his voice as well. And you know, and, and Mike Patton's the same sort of thing as well. It's I take a lot of my influences from them. You know, they they think outside the box a lot when they're writing melodies, and you know, they, they don't just think, you know, I'm going to do this or this. So I try and think of it outside the box a little bit. You know, or would would if someone else came up with this, would where would they go? And you know, you. That, you know, then just follow the natural melody, or you just try something like avant-garde. To be honest, is the way I <laughs> prefer to to try try and write nowadays. See, I like Candlebox as well. I've got a few Candlebox albums, but regular listeners now, you've got regular listeners really intrigued because they know my taste in music. And with you saying about you know all your grunge influences and that, see, I grew up you know listening to pop, child of the sixties, pop music, the chart music during mm. the seventies, top of the pops, all that kind of stuff. So it was like from from the eighties, eighties hair metal was was me. It was all like Kiss and Scorpions and Judas Priest and Twisted Sister. And then of course, you know, grunge comes in, kills off all all the the you know the the latex big hair music that I was listening to. And I've railed on on grunge music for so long. So then people listening to this are going, "Well, Dave really likes all you know that, and he's always gone against grunge." But then here he is, here he is waxing lyrical about attic theory and you. But that's the thing; it's I don't know what it is. You, you, to me again. You, you're not. Well, you, you, you're, you're alternative, sexy groove rock. You're not grunge rock. Yeah. But, you know that I'm not a fan. Exactly. <laughs> you are your own genre. So I think again, people listening to this that um, either like or dislike my taste in music, but the fact that they know what I like, and I'm, you know, I really love your music as well. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of people intrigued and going. I really have to listen to these. <laughs> Well, that's the thing as well. It's, yeah, because that's that's my influence. Then we've got yeah, because that's that's mental. Because um, well, the influences we have as well. It's it's they're, they're my ones, but the other guys listen to all different stuff. Matt's favorite band is um, Toto, the drummer. Huh? That's his favorite band. He, yeah. he he is obsessed with Toto. Absolutely obsessed with Toto. It's it, like 
more to the point, it's quite, you know, homoerotic how obsessed he is with Toto. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's very odd. Um, and, um, Kenny likes all kinds of different stuff. You know, Kenny, like, you know, loves soul, but he also likes uh, a, band, a band called Carnival. Um, and then Peter likes, you know, um, Led Zeppelin, but he also likes Alice in Chains. And, you know, Tim's Tim's got more of a similar taste to me, but then Tim loves um, Alter Bridge and Tremonti and mm. stuff like that. And it's Matt Lawler loves Metallica. So we've all got, we've all got different sort of influences. Uh, some of them cross over, but m- mainly we're all kind of a bit different, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I think our sound is, is a bit different because we all just play what, you know, rather than going, our oh, guitar should sound like this. Mm, yeah. It's your, in, the individual will play what they, their style. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. You know, it, thankfully it all works. It doesn't just sound like an amalgamation of, of terrible nonsense, but, it's, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, I just think it, the influence is mine definitely is grunge, but it's, it is, it is mental that, um, that we don't actually sound grunge, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you've definitely got your own sound. And, you know, like I, I've said you know, many times already just on this, I, I, I really love it. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to the album as well. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I just can't wait to see you guys live because that's where you, you, along with a lot of other bands, but you especially, you really excel live, you mm-hmm. know, and, you can see it when you're all on stage, and it's yeah. You know, I can't believe it was January. <laughs> it's like seems like a lifetime yeah, ago. <laughs> you were there. It's incredible. So fingers crossed for next year that you get back on the road. Albums out. I have to come back on the show as well. If you know when the album comes out, 100%. let's have another chat, and we'll have a chat about that too, which will be really good. That, absolutely love to. That'll be brilliant. That'll be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because um, we have got a live show at the end of 2021 booked in. Um, we're playing on Planet Rockstock, um, but again, it's we haven't booked anything for now because we're taking it day by day. Yeah. We don't really want to book any shows at the, at the minute um, because you, I don't really want to. I don't want to be that band that we we book loads of shows, then we have to cancel. Yeah. We book loads of shows, then we have to cancel. I don't want to do that to the fans. I think it's quite unfair to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just I think if we got off of the show and it's maybe May or whatever, fine. But you know, we're, we're holding out at the minute for. Uh, because we don't want to, we don't want to let people down. I just yeah. think it's unfair if people spent that money and time to do that, and we're just constantly no, no. You have to come to the next one. Sorry, it's been stopped again. Yeah. I'd rather, unfortunately, just not do it until it's one hundred percent right. Yeah, we're going to open. Yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, you sold tickets. Yeah, everyone can come down. I just think it's um, unfortunately no, that's not good for the venues. But there is other bands that are yeah. obviously prepared to do that. We're kind of a bit like at the minute. We'll, we'll, we'll hold fire and fire yeah. until everything's a bit more sorted. Don't want to let people down, to be honest. Well, in the meantime, they can all buy The Sign of an Active Mind, your new EP. They can keep playing that, and then New Year comes around, new album on the way, fingers crossed for the tour, and, you know, we can we can all see you. So I'm sure everybody listening to this, go and listen to Attic Theory. You've heard a song at the beginning of this on the audio show. You're going to hear another song at the end of, of the audio show too. If you're watching it on YouTube, you're not going to get those. Just admit, just go and click and buy it. Listening to the audio show as well. Just just click and buy it. You won't be disappointed. Uh, so, Luke, thank you for your time. And again, looking forward thank to you seeing so you. Come back next year. We'll have a full album to talk about then as well. And then uh, hopefully it's the whole world's going to be a, a different and better place for us all. Fingers crossed. But thank you again for having me. No, thank I, you. no problem. Thanks, Luke. See you now. And the alarm bell, as always. 
brings to an end another interview show. Make sure to follow Attic Theory. All the links will be in the podcast notes for this. Fingers crossed, like I said in the show, we can all get to see them again next year. That'll be great. Maybe some of us can meet up. I don't think I've ever met any podcast listeners at gig yet. Oh, actually, I tell a lie. Yes, I have. And it was at a, of all, surprise, surprise, it was at, uh, one was at a Kiss gig and another was at a Kiss tribute band gig. So it'd be nice to meet listeners uh, in something that isn't Kiss related as well. If you have enjoyed this, there's lots more podcasts available, lots more interviews with musicians, lots more interviews with filmmakers, actors, directors, special effects people, and plenty of other format shows besides those two. The best place to find us is, of course, our website, 60mw.co.uk. There's a contact us form on there, or you can email us direct, which is contact at 60mw.co.uk. There's also links to our social media, our Twitter and our Instagram. Both of those are at 60mwpodcast. And as well as all of that, there's the world tour. And there's a very, very easy way that you can leave us a review. It's coming up to Christmas, so a couple of minutes of your time to write and email us a review would be the best present that you could give us. I'm going to give you a great present now because I'm going to play you another track from the side of an active mind. This one is called Your Light. Every time I've thought of you A star fell from the sky Space is now a vacant place Since the atmospheres collided As mortal as I am I am hypnotized By an angel With blonde hair
Stop!